Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with another episode of Lakerholics, the spotlight. Lakerholics spotlight. It's Jiro Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. I'm only here until we can get Jamie Sweet to go ahead and come on and join the show because it looks like he's having some issues uh, getting on there. He's waiting so. for the link. He's still waiting for the link. Well, actually, he's supposed to host it, so he's just supposed to log right in, but he's having trouble logging right in. So it is uh, Gerald Glassford uh, right here for Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Apologies for the delay. Uh, actually, yes, I'm trying to get Jamie in right now. And then, uh, yes, it will probably hopefully get here soon to be able to do so. Uh, yes, and then this Gerald Glassford, of course, right here. We are talking Lakers, of course, as always. And, of course, there's always – Plenty to talk about, and yesterday was a big momentous day in the life of Anthony Davis. Here today to talk about that. Good man indeed. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom. And Tom, I just want to go ahead and say thanks for being back here on the show. And uh, well, it's weird how that's happening for Jamie. But yes, I will say, though, it is, of course, Anthony Davis. Three years, $186 million, a little bit slightly different than what the analyst said he was going to be signing for. It all depends on what, what they what percentage increase they're putting for the salary cap. Yes, absolutely. So it fluctuates now between 29 and then on the back end, 34 to 35%, according to Bobby Marks of ESPN. Uh, it's the as of now, as you, you and I both know, that will change. That will change. It is uh, now the most lucrative NBA contract extension. So 62 mil a year average. Yep. And uh, with the back end, that's not going to be looking too pretty, most more than likely. Your thoughts on what the Lakers did with regards to Anthony Davis? Uh, he, I thought he might be able to, or thought he might be pondering, waiting it out getting a larger extension or a larger contract down the road. But he said he decided once was he was offered to take the safe money now. Well, I think this was really a momentous event for the Lakers because it's, it really signals the 
commitment that Anthony Davis is the next superstar to take the reins for the Lakers. Um, it separates LeBron from Anthony Davis, you know. Um, I think it was great that the Lakers and Anthony Davis did this on the first day that they could. I think that's extremely important. Um, I also think whether or not the Lakers end up playing two bigs or whether the second big ends up being Wood or Achimura, it doesn't really matter because the Lakers want to do whatever Anthony Davis wants to do because he's now the face of the franchise. And uh, you got to remember, we got two years left with him before that contract goes into effect. So you look at $62 million, that those are tomorrow dollars, man. When we get to that point, this is going to be a good contract by the time you see Tatum and a half a dozen other guys get their max contract. So this was a great move. Um, it's sort of like the second to last step to making a smooth transition for LeBron. Um, LeBron's probably going to pick up the player option and play another year simply because Ronnie's at least going to have another year before he can even probably play again. Um, and hopefully that happens. And, you know, and, and he's even backed off of that and said that I want to play, at least play against my son in the NBA. <laughs> so, you know, the Lakers, everything's set up with contracts so that they have flexibility. They've got nothing but good tradable contracts. They can clear space if they want to. They have pieces to trade. Um, they'll have another draft pick next summer. Um, we should be in a good state by the time, if, if LeBron plays the next two years, he picks up his player option and, and agrees to go out his contract. He'll play the next two years, and, and uh, we'll have three of, of AD after that. Um, I, I think LeBron, there's a good chance that he, next summer, he may do an extension just like AD did. Maybe it's the two-year extension for the 38 and over guys, you know. Um, or he may retire, you know. It, it all If the Lakers are still winning and still a championship contention so he can compete for a ring, then he'll play. If the team is not championship contention and he's not going to have a chance to win a championship, I think he'll retire rather than mullying his muddying his image and his legacy, you know, by hanging around too long. I, I think he doesn't want to have that happen. Um, and, and and it really comes down to the caliber of the team. But um, give Polinka, Jeannie Buss, and Darvin Ham credit. They're really racking up win after win as they put this team together. Um, we've got a couple of moves to make for the season. Um, I think things look promising. Um, it, it's just a fascinating group of players, and I'm, I'm excited and thrilled to watch them play. Once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is Gerald Glassford along with Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet is also here indeed. He's going to be taking over the hosting duties because I'm going to go ahead and just step on out because I know he's having issues. I think you were somehow, for instance, console is actually the Xbox version of Streamlabs. So I don't understand why you were getting that. So I have to figure out why I was going on. I'll have to take a look at your messages and your notes on that. But it is Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, before I head on out, and have you two discuss what's going on for the day. Obviously, Anthony Davis, uh, a lot richer. They backed up the Bricks truck for him. He's got his bag. You know, unlike Jalen Brown, he could actually utilize both his arms and both his hands because he can go left or right to hold the bag. So your thoughts, though, on the, what's, what, now leading to a three-year 186, overall leading to, I think, a five-year 270-ish? Roughly, yeah. yeah, roughly. So, 270 yeah. and change. 
Yeah, I mean, he might be hurting for some cash. We might have to go ahead and just get together. You know, when you go, when you go over to Anthony Davis' house, when you go over to Anthony Davis's house, you're going to look at his couch cushion and find hundred dollar bills. That's that's how he's going to be. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. So, your thoughts on the extension for Anthony Davis? I mean, it sounds like I agree with pretty much everything Tom said. I think that by the time this extension kicks in, the TV money will be up. The revenue sharing that the players are going to somehow kind of engage in that we haven't really seen how that's going to, that's not kept kicking in this season. So I don't, I don't think, I don't even know if it's like really even been fully fleshed out. Um, things of that nature are going to bump the salary cap up every year to the max that it can get bumped up every year uh, with the cap smoothing with the NBA put in place. And so if the cap's just going to keep going up, 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 up every year, this is going to look great by then. This is going to be a very reasonable deal. It's going to be look. It's going to look as player friendly, or rather, as team friendly. It's the first extension he signed right after he won the championship. When he didn't do the one and done, or wait a year to make the max money. Granted, I think he knew his knee was bothering him, and he was feeling a little worn down, and didn't want to decrease his value because of the quick turnaround. Which smart money by him because he then got hurt that season. But uh, smart move by him and his agent. But this is a this. I feel like the Lakers and Anthony Davis have entered into a very cordial and beneficial partnership with one another, and it makes sense. Like the Lakers aren't going to get good value in a trade for Anthony Davis. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get, you know, the the Kevin. You're not going to get the Rudy Gobert Hall <laughs> for Anthony Davis, which is astounding to me. Right? That doesn't make sense. You should get more for Anthony Davis, oh, yeah. but because of his injury history, because you know, he hasn't won it all by himself or whatever because he won it in the bubble and not in a normal season where he played like 82 games right into the playoffs. There's a lot of durability questions and things of that nature when it comes to Anthony Davis and his game. Um, so that's why the Lakers, I think, have entered into this sort of agreement with AD that, look, this is this is the best either one of us is going to do. We, we want you here. You want to stay. You're going to be the defensive pillar and – possibly hopefully the offensive pillar that we build the team around for the next five years, four years. And maybe in that time we end up trading for or drafting or somebody or Reeves ascends or somebody ascends to a level that's maybe not LeBron James esque, but certainly like Clay Thompson esque where solid number two guy who can support AD from the perimeter and, you know, help move the team along when, when LeBron James does hang it up. And, you know, that could be any year at this point. I, I think that there's, I mean, there's obviously far fewer years of LeBron left in the league than he's been in the league, but I, I think that it literally could be any year. You know, I, there's not, at this point, you don't even know if Bronny will make it to the NBA, you know? And if that's the case, he's not going to wait, you know, what is it? Another five years for Bryce to get to the NBA. It's just not going to happen. You know, the, the Paul Pierce wheelchair would have to be wheeled out and he'd only he'd have to just be moved around in the wheelchair all the time. So if that's the case, um, you know, then we're looking at we're looking at something where LeBron stops when he wants to, right? You just have to hope that he signs one-year deals from here on out so that it doesn't have cap implications for the for the Lakers, and the Lakers would be smart to do that. Oh, hello, and the Lakers would be smart to do that uh, because if he does retire. Uh, it means that there's no, you know, his money doesn't come off the cap if he retires. It sticks, uh, which is a big kind of, I, I think it's kind of crazy, actually, but that's 
That's well, how it's, it, when it's when it comes off. For example, if it, if, it, if it came off next year, we'd really be screwed because we got a lot of contracts. Right, exactly. But if, so it, but if it came off two years from now, not so we're bad. in pretty good shape because we probably we could probably have the assets to trade or we can move those assets to get the to get the, the cap space we need to sign. Agreed. But what uh, you don't want is to sign a two-year extension. Yeah. And then I mean, that's why we're close, that's why we're close to this, close to being hard that's why we're hard cap because they don't want to get they don't want to get too far away from where they can't get cap space to get somebody. Right. We're right there at the hard cap, right? We're 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 like we're basically well we can't get a 15th player probably without going over it. Depending on what I think if we did, well, we got, I think we got like 8 million, 8 million. Eight million no, I mean, we could even offer Christian Wood more than the vet minimum, right? Like, no, we, we can't because we don't have any rights that allow us to. But that's right. We we could if that, that hindrance yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. But we could if we traded, if we did a sign and trade with Bando, like I was recommending. That's we'll leave that subject for another day. Madness. She yes, madness. yes. No, not with Jamie's daughter there. Although, even though our crowd would absolutely love that conversation, I mean, we had it. We had it like we had it on the blog. We had it the weekend before he posted the trade. There's no world. There's no world where that makes sense. There's zero. There's if you know the whole Marvel multiverse. You go to every multiverse world. Well, that it all is. depends on how good Christian Wood is. I, I mean, I think that also depends on how good, how whether Vanderbilt is really improving his game because basically his minutes have disappeared and there's a lot of competition at power forward this okay. year. No, that's that's not that's in, that's inaccurate. He he was mildly unplayable for one playoff series, was instrumental in making the playoffs a reality. We don't get yeah, to the playoffs without Jared Vanderbilt. It just no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But, and then on top but of he became, that. But he became a 10-minute-per-game guy by the end of this. Jamie, actually, he started to get out of the Lakers rotation in the Golden yeah. State Series on the back end. Once they figured out he once, couldn't get through screens right, right. very once well. Once they figured out how to run him off screens, right, that's yeah. fine. But you're, TBJ you're couldn't run off screens. You know, they, they Lakers found no success for that, and they were just baby, basically able to go ahead still and outshoot and outplay the Warriors. Yeah, well, Let's move on. Let's move on. We can move on. The only point I'm going to make is of the two players between Wood and Vanderbilt, one got minutes and helped his team to the playoffs, and the other sat on the bench Mm -hmm. during the regular season. But the thing is, I've been thinking more about it. One's accomplished something something and has a set value now. The other hasn't accomplished anything but has great potential. And and is is in a worse situation than Dennis Schroeder was two years ago, which is astounding to me. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I've been thinking about, of course, the past week. We had a, we had a uh, somebody in our audience suggested and make, you know, the, what should have been obvious to all of us is that, you know, we don't need right now another power forward. We actually we can always use more height. We can always we, use we more need, skill. We can always but, use a 39 but, shooter. But 
we in the starting lineup we can't start another power forward because the fact is we already have a power forward in LeBron James. LeBron James right. is no longer a three. Anybody who still thinks LeBron James can go ahead and guard wings is absolutely kidding themselves. Unless that wing is absolutely terrible from the outside. That's something he because you know Even he that. does not like to go out and contest threes. He doesn't like to go out and he likes to stay inside get the yeah. rebound and then push the ball up the floor. No, it's definitely a li- definitely a liability if you play two bigs with LeBron because he's got to he's got to defend some three. Okay. So he's not going to defend the three really. What he's going to do is outscore the guy that's playing the three. He's going to take him down at the other end and he's going to he's, he's going to win that matchup. See? So exactly you have to, sometimes you have to accept that if you want to play a certain way. 100%. You know, the and and I you know, for me I think all of this talk about which way they're going to go. I think that there's a philosophical desire by the Lakers because of the championship and because Anthony Davis wants to play the four and because they wanted him to sign the extension. So they basically are talking about, you know, let's do it exactly how Anthony wants because he's the face of the franchise going forward, man. <laughs> Whatever now, you want, maybe. Get into camp, it could be just like it was in the last two years. Right. The last two years, the guys they lined up for center couldn't cut it. And we had to put Anthony at center. Last year, same thing again. Jones and and Bryant, ridiculous. You can't start one of those guys. I mean, you. Well, they're you they're not as good as Howard or McGee were. You couldn't with Russ. Yeah. You couldn't with Russ. That's a, that's something. Yeah. That, well, with that Russ gets, made it impossible. Yeah. That, that's something that gets a little bit glossed over. Was like how yeah. bad that fit was. But I mean, it, but what it comes down to, ironically, is that in a way, Wood is going to cause real crunching of somebody's minutes dramatically. No, I don't think he will. I think he's, uh, this is, you know what I, I, I still think Wood would be a great pickup for the vet minimum because of how he's going to be Thomas Bryant last season. Well, he's Thomas Bryant with a three point shot. (laughs) That's a big difference. Big difference. And he's lost one shot a game for the last four seasons. They're about the same statistically. Christian Wood's a little bit better. Yeah, well, that's, that's, if that you got a broken eyes, then man. I, I mean, I'm, I just there's nobody who there's nobody who says that talent-wise that there's any comparison between Thomas Bryant and Christian Wood. Christian no, Wood there's, but there, we're not just talking about pure talent, right? I mean, J.R. Ryder was talented. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant couldn't stretch the floor, couldn't protect the rim. I, I don't think Wood really can either. Listen, I, he's averaged I, over one block per game. For the last four seasons. I mean, at 6'10", he should. And yeah. I feel the same way about he's Thomas not playing. He's, he's not playing 30 minutes a game. He's playing 25 minutes a game. I mean, I think that 6'10", you should also average more than seven rebounds per game. But, you know, yeah. that's not the point. The point is that, like, because of his defense or lack thereof, he's going to be slotted into that Thomas Bryant role because that's the break glass in case of injury player, right? You want a volume score on off the bench who can put up shots and won't feel bad about it, won't think twice well, and that's what, under, that was the only time Thomas Bryant had a good impact on the Lakers last season, right? When AD and LeBron went down, Thomas Bryant kind of saved that chunk of the season for about Thomas a 10, Bryant 12 signed games. the minimum contract this year. And he's going to, he's there. They, so will Tristan Wood, right? Maybe, there. but for different reasons, for different reasons. I mean, regardless um, of the reasons, they're, they're both in the same boat right now, right? They're both in the, I should be, in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm worth more than this. In my mind, my role should be bigger right. than it is. In my mind, yeah, I see the competition between if Wood comes aboard, the competition is really Wood and Rui, because I think they both do the same thing, or they both potentially can do the same thing. Yeah, that makes because sense. I mean, they, they stretch the court. 
That's the first and biggest thing. And they can want somebody who can straight. I mean, they're even they're even willing to look at other guys who are not starting quality players, but who can stretch the court and have some size and you know can protect the rim. And this is, you know, I it's funny because I've spent my whole life railing against not starting the best five guys. I mean, (laughs) and yet I understand completely now why they want to with with Davis why they want to start two bigs because right you have to do it for some of the games in the league so you got to be able to play both ways well and like you like i think like you said because ad's you know let's by the time this contract is done ad is going to be 35 36 35 36 years old right 36 somewhere in there right yeah that's this is it this is his last big deal he's not going to get another big deal at 36 years unless unless what a lebron had is contagious I mean, sure. Or he finds the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fountain, fountain of youth or, you know, develops a skyhook, which all of that's highly unlikely at this point. So if barring some mirac- miraculous, you know, addition to his game that nobody sees coming uh, or an incredible uptick in his three-point percentage, you know, up to like 38 40%, which I just don't think is, you know, you'd be foolish to expect that. I'd love it to happen. I think it's possible, I I think it's possible but I don't expect it. No, I, mean, I do think it's possible as well. He's got the stroke. He's got he's got every, all the tools. He just it just is gone. Of being an eighty-five percent free throw shooter, you know, something, getting into a good groove. You something happened after the bubble to that three-point shot, and I cannot, for the life yeah. of me, figure out what it was. the bubble was like. You know what it? This, no, you know this, what it is. It's real. It, it's real simple. It's pressure. Maybe it's pressure of the game. Listen, just think about just think about playing the game yourself. It gets down to the end of the game. The higher, the tougher the game gets, the closer it gets, the closer the basket you want to shoot. And well, sure. and you you just don't. I mean, there's very few guys like Steph Curry who are willing to just stand out there and, and back up five feet if that's what you want to do to him. No, and with I mean, AD, basically, you saw that he he saw how important the games were, and basically what he did is okay. I I can't take a chance of missing that shot. I gotta grind. I yeah. gotta grind and get closer and get closer and get closer and get to the line. And I wish and LeBron had that philosophy more often, to be honest. Well, because that's that's the that's the LeBron James power game that would have saved our season last. Not season. only that, but he can play that power game without the lift. I know. He absolutely I, can with the footwork and the and the the. the, the, the I mean, he can just basically get guys out of position so badly that just with his body weight, just with his size, yeah. he doesn't have to. He doesn't even have to like use elbows or anything. He can simply yeah, pivot and move guys in the post. It's like imagining chooses- Austin Reeves if he weighed sixty pounds more. You know, and he chooses not to. Uh, yes, there is, uh, Kurt. I think that you've got uh, Kurt's question is: Is there a point to us getting another backup center? I think that if you put all your oh, eggs. Yeah. If you, it's it's the same thing that happened last year. Last season, we put all our eggs in a pretty unreliable basket. In the dark, uh, the uh, Jones, tiny guards, tiny Damon guards, Jones and uh, Thomas Bryant basket. And I, I've, I'll forever argue. And when in Gabriel, well, yeah, that well, I'll forever argue that both Bryant and Gabriel are more power forwards than centers. They just because of the league are forced into a center position at this point. But do not but, get desperate and get Biombo. That's don't, a no. Do not get Biombo. That we don't. We don't need. If you go, if you're going to go for anybody, Biom no. Biom yes, no. no. I shoot no. free throws better than he does. I I would just say this. I, I haven't would, shot one in ten years. 
I don't believe that. You must have gone to Dave okay. and Buster's and shot one of those uh, little basketball. All right, yes, yeah, so okay, so fine. Before but the pandemic. Point, uh, what you want is something else. Hayes already brings that, right? Hayes is already <laughs> – look at that form. Oh, no, like you, earlier, you we had this shooter, discussion. Man. You, need you, stretch, you need a stretch – you need a stretch set. You need one of two it's things. You either, need, you, you either need a shooter or you need a playmaker, right? You either need somebody who can op- function uh, as an offensive fulcrum at the pinch post and make plays happen either inside yeah, or out. If you, need, if you need that, then you should just give a give a contract to Castleton, you know, because well, this, is, that, he, this is what I'm saying. I you either go with Castleton, Castleton but I think the Dodge deserves it first because I think the weakness is – I'm worried about Christie because he, he's just 20 years old, man. You're putting a lot to back up your point, your shooting guard. He's going to be up against pretty good players, a lot of – That's why you have Hushafino. That's why you have Vincent. That's why you have – D'Lo, that's why you have Reeves. No, but I like Hodge. I like Hodge's defense and shooting. JHS is nowhere. JHS needs to sit for a year in the in the G. Oh, he is. He is not an NBA player. I'm just saying that there are there are other options besides. We're all set at point guard. We got three point guards. We got three point guards. We're fine. We're all set on that. But we're we're weak. We're weak as a backup point guard. The backup shooting guard. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of agree with that. I mean, I'm not too worried about it because I think we're going to go with bigger lineups. So you'll see a little bit of. Yeah, I I think that we might even. I think that's where you might even. I, I'm hoping that that D'Lo has a great year and we keep. And I do too. That would be the best. That would be guess that, that would be best for all parties involved, it's right? Great, everybody, you know. That would, and, um, and it would be a wonderful story you know, for the you know for DeAndre. I've had, I've had I've had kids that I've coached before who got shut down by other teams, great players, you know, the way yeah. that Dilo did in that series, man. And, and just to get a chance to go back against them next year, I think that we might see a different result, but, <laughs> but I, I, I think that we need a high scoring guard. We need a high scoring shooting guard. I think I mean, eventually that, what we may see is Reeves Michael moving the point guard and the Lakers going after Buddy Heald again. That's what I think is going to happen. Michael Jordan will end up playing point, and Buddy Heald will end up on and the. And Buddy Heald is no longer worth a first round draft pick. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. No longer worth a first round draft. Now Tom's getting out. Now Tom's getting out in the Buddy Heald weeds again. But uh, I mean, well, I, just he, want, I just want a throw a second. Yeah, super threat. I, I want a super threat. I want a. I want a guy. I want guys out there. I'm. Guys that shoot two or three threes a game aren't going to scare anybody. I want guys out there that they know are really you got to You cannot leave them alone. I want a guy in the corner who that you can play four on four against the rest of the team because they have to put a guy on that guy. They cannot leave him unguarded in the corner. They got to leave him unguarded on the wing. I don't think the Lakers can't. can get that guy without giving up another cornerstone of the mm-hmm. team that that does other things. And that's well, that's the thing. How many years now we've been trying to get that guy? I. I, 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 we've gone through just about every one of those guys in the league, except for Buddy Heald and maybe um, uh, Eric down. Gordon. It's like Eric Gordon and Buddy Heald have an ad- addition for the Lakers. Well, we probably should have tried Eric Gordon a long time ago because at least he can play defense. Yeah, he's always he's always broken because they can't play. His, his his legs broke down a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He can't stay healthy. That's my problem with Eric Gordon. I love his talent, and I love if you could stay on the floor and you could count on him at I mean, any when you th- when you think of how we're going to add somebody that's yeah. the position that we're going to add him at it's going to be Levine. it's got to be a Levine, or it's got to be yield it's got to be somebody who can really give you 20 a night maybe even more than that and scare the hell out of you 
these are really five month away questions though, because most of the roster can't be traded yeah. until December 15th. And so it's kind of silly to talk about it now, which is it's in it's August. No, so but what it's but but what it does ten days away. Well, well, the way we started talking about it is talking about the strength of the various positions. Sure. I, I would agree that stuff. backup center no, it's a really nice setup are... now without having a fourteenth man because you've got good backups theoretically at every position. And we've got a nice balanced lineup. I mean, who are your backups? You got Gabriel at Gabriel's not on the team. I mean I'm, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Gabe, you mean Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. So you got Vincent at, at point guard. Gabriel. Vincent. You got Gabriel Vincent at point guard. You got Christie at shooting guard. You got uh, Prince at small forward. You got, uh, let's say, uh, Rando, 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 I guess, at power forward and, power forward. and, Hayes, and Hayes at center. With no that's, if you, that's if you're starting Nakamura. And, and Rui at small forward is possible to work. Yeah, no, I think all of those are essentially how you would pencil it in for training camp. And, of course, training camp will probably you know, and, change. And you've got, you've got two big question marks in the backups, which are the center and the, and the small and the, the I would game. start. I would try to see if you could start Vando. Vando, 6'10", he could at least instead cover of, three. Instead of uh, Rui? Hashimura. Yes. Rui is just so great off the bench. He just he, – why do you – why do you want to mess shooting, with the shooting? Girl, shooting. Uh, well, Vando, you know what? Give him the first dibs. If Vando can't shoot, then you put Rui in. But Rui is best suited, Tom. Well, it, all it does is you know how it spreads the floor because Van, you think about it. If we on offense put a guy who's a dead eye shooter in the corner, we're playing four on four. But Rui is not we a put dead eye Vando shooter. in the corner, we're playing four on five. Tom Rui is not a dead eye shooter. You're going. No, he's, off he's like a thirty-four percent three-point shooter. They gave him yeah, fifty million dollars, Gerald, and it wasn't based on being a thirty-three percent regular season shooter. It was based on being a forty-five percent playoff shooter. I think it was based on his ability. I think it was based on his ability to play a small ball five. You're hoping nothing else. You're, I understand what you paid him for, but you're hoping that he right. can go somewhere. In the high thirties, I think it's. I, I, there's three. There's three guys who could start: Vando, Vando, Rui, and Hayes. Those are three potential players who could. I could even see Prince starting, to be honest. If he has a dynamite camp, the last four years from the corner. Imagine him in the corner instead of Vando. He can't guard wings. I mean, seriously, He's if you team. wanted somebody who fit, let's stop a second because as crazy as, as as it may first sound. Because when you go through the list of the players looking for redemption, the players looking for breakout, everybody has gotten one of those lists except for one guy. Tashawn Prince. No, Tasha, he's a redemption guy. Tashawn Prince. 3 and D guy who plays good defense, always gets a couple steals a game. He's also redemption guy, the corner. He could, very, he, could easily, he could easily take that he could best spot. Fit. He's the best fit if you were starting – LeBron and AD at the four He's and five. He's no longer a small forward, Tom. He stopped being a small forward after his third well, year he, in the he league. He plays 50-50. He plays half of the time at power forward. I mean, I, 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 I think it's funny that we I – looked, I looked it up in basketball reference, Gerald. 50 okay, because it's uh, basketball stats say otherwise. But all right, uh, you know, he's still oh, not – And he's, a, he's someone on redemption too because he just he got waived – by well, but the big, the big, the big point being that he's a, he's he's a smaller, he's a six six guy, 
six, eight. who weighs 100, 200 pounds, and he's going to go. He'd be able to chase guys through screens and run. He around. could even be. He could be your backup point guard in some scenario, or I'm sorry, shooting guard in some scenarios if the defenders well, around him are good. Yeah, he's, he's six, six. You're right. He really is. He's really. Gerald's right. He really plays more powerful. It's like 60, 40, or 55. But he, he needs. But that's this is the thing, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah, Torian. Uh, I, this is what I think. I think that this is, and this is kind of why, you know, at this point, you got to pencil in what you think is going to happen and walk away. Like we can't, you can, well, we can't none of it will count. None of it count until they start playing, man. We'll see what right, happens. Exactly. We haven't even. We, you know, there's, there's, we'll there's, find there's the two roster spots that are potentially going to be filled. Probably just one. And I, I'm serious. Like the, for me, the, it's down to two players. It's if we can get Wood for the minimum, fantastic. If he's want. It, and at this point, you, you got to wonder about his motivation, right? Because if you want to start to redeem yourself, best to start early and not show up to camp the day before the season starts. You know, Lakers are holding voluntary workouts right now, and all sorts of guys are showing up. Best to start early with your redemption tour uh, and not wait until the last possible moment. On top of that, on top of that there's a guy who – Whatever. I, He's I, waiting I, for I, the money. My He's waiting for the money. My enthusiasm. Well, yeah, that's why I wouldn't, yeah. won't be surprised if he plays in Greece. I mean, what he made last year? He made ten million, I think. I don't. I won't be surprised if he plays overseas this year just for money. I'm not lying. He might. He might be like, I'd rather make money this year and not. I don't. I don't think he'll do that. But, uh, but we'll, it's, <laughs> we'll you know, listen. What, you, hope, the, what, you hope that Christian. Change? You hope that Christian realizes. What's happened to his career and why? He hasn't. He hasn't yet. You know what he's. You know what he might be waiting for the Dame Lillard. Boy, that's probably he's waiting for Miami to make a big move and see what's happening there and sure. and and see if something happens from it. And chances are it's not. And he eventually he's going to have to take a Laker thing. But camp doesn't start until the middle of September, man. He's got a month and a half of easily waiting. Voluntary workouts are being done conducted. Yeah, by the so he's working out. You know, whatever. Oh, I'm sure. um, Sure, he's yeah, working. Yeah. Sure, he's got I, all sorts of. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, you hope you hope he's working out and he's not just sitting down at the refrigerator and enjoying himself in the summer. Um, no, we've, we've seen a few pictures. We've seen a few pictures working out in LA. Um, this is. I guess this is my thing. Everybody they have, likes, they have to get wood. If they don't get wood, what do they do? They need another center. They can wait it out because, again, in training camp, there's some teams with yeah. an excess Castle, of players. Castleton's on a two-way deal. He's yeah, I think they're going to be very patient because they can always they, – they have two guys on two-way deals that happen to fit the two positions where they've got the weakest. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and those, they might even sign both of those to guarantee deals. There are teams with – I don't think that's an impossible – I don't think that's impossible, Jamie, if, if, no. wood, if they can't get wood. I agree. Um, I mean, I, I actually I, I like Castleton a lot. I just think he's a he's a year and 50, thirty pounds away from being an impact sure. player. As was Austin Reeves when he was thrust into a big role in his rookie year, right. but he learned he he learned by fire. Some guys can to, learn by fire; other guys discipline. can't. He needs to have discipline because he's a foul magnet coming in there. Sure, that's the thing. The refs refs as soon as he comes, they're going to have a target right on him. Because you saw yeah, it during I mean, the summer league, that, it's a big difference from what you're seeing him play. Because he's only going to be playing spot minutes the way. Gerald, that, put, that, put Kurt. Put just think of Christie last year. Think of Christie last year. Put how Kurt's he played very up. controlled minutes. This um, is very this good is the coaching. key. This is the key that a lot of teams are waiting for. What is OKC going to do with its far too many players on the roster? Yeah, they, I, 
Jamie, is the guy Sar? I just mentioned this five minutes ago, guys. You guys didn't hear me. We were we were probably yelling at one another. Yes, you were. Again, great yell at each other. Great point, Jess. Oklahoma City, New Orleans, there's going to be teams with 17 to 20 players yep. going to training camp, and they're under contract, and they yep. can't keep them all. Nope. And, you know, if a Pokushevsky becomes available or mm-hmm. one of the other players, big players that comes out that's on the back end of people's that's roster that right. comes out, they'll either be given up for a quick, easy trade, or they'll be just waived outright. And then that's that could be what the Lakers might be interested in waiting now, for. If Christian what, Wood isn't going to take any less. Waived guys can be claimed. Waived guys can be claimed by teams under the cap, which I think there's maybe right. one right now. Two, I think, maybe. I can't remember. Not I many. think it's San Antonio it and four, OKC. Four. I thought I saw four. <laughs> it might be San Antonio and OKC. Yeah. <laughs> might be the same teams. Right, exactly. They're like, well, you, you can't claim your own player, man. I mean, you know, you claim your guy and I'll claim your I'll claim right, exactly. your guy. Claim they could have made a deal. That's right, Kurt. Yeah, it's Gerald, stop stealing Kurt's comments, uh, at Mr. Host Guy, whose name doesn't even exist. Yes, the video will tell you otherwise there, Jamie. Uh, well, know, maybe not because the audio may have been too high, but I'll get, we'll go ahead and give a co- Co, yeah, just, uh, just, just put it in the subtitles. Kurt and and I, yeah, Co and I will take share. We'll share the credit of that. There but you once go. again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is Gerald Glassford. I don't know how I got roped into this, but I'm still here <laughs> along with Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom. You love the Lakers. That's why. That's true. Laker Tom's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And Jamie Sweet, those five things articles. Go ahead and check them out today and what they're writing about as far as the Lakers and about each other at Lakerholics.com. <laughs> I think, again, your traffic, guys, should have been up last month in the month of July because of all the individuals that frequent this channel wanted to go ahead and see what was going on as far as the drama between you guys all over Christian Wood. Again, the situation is where a couple weeks ago it was asked or insinuated by Sam Quinn uh, via Mark Stein saying that he would be acceptable for a sign-and-trade from Dallas, and Dallas would also accept that. Of course they would. Of course Dallas would. <laughs> of course they would. Of course the agent for Christian would. Yeah, the only people, the only team that it doesn't benefit is the receiving team that has to lose a player or, or you know, in this case, pay more money for a guy that may money. or may not plan right. out. So, yeah, just for what right now what? All, all I'll say is Christian Wood, you know, Laker Tom, I told Laker Tom back in January 2020, about the wonders of Christian Wood back when he was a fifth, the best 15th man in the NBA, which he, you know, him and I will still go after it in regards to that. See, yes. Have fun here. That's that, now just imagine if that, we'll that probably trade. change that because of the Lakers new financial situation, the best 14th man. But Tom, just imagine if that trade had gone through. The 15th man doesn't exist anymore. Just imagine if that tra- they would have gotten Rose, Derek Rose. They would have gotten Markeith Morris, who they got anyways. They got anyway? And they would have gotten Christian Wood instead of your Dion Waiters. Uh, you Oof. know, who else was that? Uh, J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah. You know, you would instead of those guys, you would have had some really op- good options. For you know, for the back end of the roster, it didn't matter anyway. It's the Lakers. It was a great trade, Gerald. I I probably done 150 of those same type of great trades. <laughs> <laughs> That's my. If it only worked, 
if the Lakers would have won another five championships, man. I don't know. I don't what know they about Laker, Tom, Laker Tom does <laughs> trades like uh, like like uh, like like uh, <laughs> like John Morant does bills at a strip. Club. I just have to type two letters in the two letters in the URL, and it takes me to the trade machine automatically. According to Kurt. Woods agent okay. says Dallas will grudgingly accept a package of LeBron, AD, and four oh, first-round picks for Christian Wood. I mean, this is – I mean, again, like, I don't want to keep talking about Christian Wood because I, I, I feel for the guy because with his skill set, he really should be a, a higher, a hotter commodity. Yes. But you have to wonder, when you've been coached by Alvin Gentry, when you've been coached by Jason Kidd, who also had player whisperer Jared Dudley on his staff, when you've been coached by this – when you've had teammates like Luka Doncic and and and, and even which Kyrie one of those teams? Let me ask you a question though. Which one of those situations was a winning situation? The Dallas situation should have been. Which one of them was a winning situation? Well, I think that that's part of the problem I have with Christian Wood. Is that no? But I, all, all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that listen, there's no doubt that you got to say that a good portion of the blame for Christian Wood's career has to go to Christian Wood. Okay, but by the same token, I've seen a lot of situations where a player would come aboard a team like the Lakers with a player like LeBron James and actually not be the problem player that they were supposed to have been at all of the other places they went to. Whether it's Malik Monk or whether it's, you know, Dwight Howard on a third time around or whatever, I do think there's something to be said about the quality of the environment. Coming from Houston, for example, and that was the primary place where he really broke out. The other stops were really just never really made an impression. But coming from Houston is not something that you really want to brag about. That's that is probably the most un uncontrolled, uncontrollable group of players in the league. I mean, even 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 their new players admit that these guys are just crazy. We're not going to play like that. Their coach said we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that because so, I, I don't know if it's true or not, Jamie. All I'm saying is, realistically, what I've heard from the Lakers is that if Christian Wood decides to come, they think that they can handle him. Of course, they think that. Why wouldn't they? they? I mean, but then just, they've had serious discussions about it, about the risks involved, and and they're confident they can. They're not confident that they can just toss him off if something happens. Everybody right. knows. Here's the that. risk to the Lakers at better minimum. Here's the reward potential, right? But like they can cut him for almost no impact. So there's no, there's no risk. Well, it, really. it's yeah, there isn't. So that's why they're waiting. Obviously, they're not going to well, sign sure. anybody. I, and I would that. too. I would too. But and there's no, and, and the only other alternative, they there are, there may be people on the uh, there may be people if they if they pop up from the Thunder or so forth that. Uh, that they might be willing to take a shot on. I know there's a there's a shooting stretch five that the Thunder has. Sure. Uh, that would be great right. on the Lakers. So there's a couple of situations like that. I mean, but, when, uh, when, you, when you brought up Houston, it, it made me wonder, you know, his age isn't so – he's only 25, 26, Christian Wood, right? 27 at the no, oldest? 20, he's at his prime now. He's 27, 28. 27. I think he's 27, same age as – I think he's 27. And so, you, it's Davis. it's again, when you look at a team like Houston with a bunch of young players and a guy like Wood who's been in the league, who was like around AD, who's played for these coaches, you kind of wonder like, oh – Man, but well, they didn't even want him. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 just all well, kind he could of have, he could have been a he could have been a jerk. He could have been a guy who just who knows? we'll never know. Field. We'll never know. We'll never know, and that's okay. I, I agree, yeah. Gerald. I, I was a little surprised the Lakers didn't go harder for Nerlens Noel. 
I'm surprised that Laker Tom didn't advocate for the Lakers going hard. I, I was surprised in that too. I I like Neurons. I've always you know what? Bill Soro has the big beady eyes on the lower right. I, I think it comes down to the stretch. That's over to the stretch issue. You know, they already yeah. they already see yeah. that they have the the defensive guard, the defensive center that they want. Sure. That's what they that's what they think they have. So let me ask you this, guys. So let me ask yeah. you this. You talked earlier in the show, and once again, it is Lakerholic Spotlight. It is Jamie Sweet, Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. Please give them some love today and support on their great site, Lakerholics.com. Yeah. I want to ask you this, though. You yeah. talked about reclamation projects, and the Lakers have two of them that they got. Yeah. Oh, you could say three with, with Tori and Prince. but I'd say three with Tori and Prince, yeah. Yeah. The, but the main two as far as the young uh, as far as what joe has always pointed to as far as that the lakers now own, have the eighth ninth and tenth picks in the 2019 draft pretty they were good, able to re- good pedigree you know yes and uh, again that's an add-on from the ad trade so proving right. it more even more what a great trade it was for the lakers you have the tenth pick in that draft rui hashimura who yeah. is a you know has been reclaimed to a point. Let's see how he does. And is he able to carry it through the regular season? But obviously, a tremendous playoffs. When you have tremendous. Cam Reddish, who the internet and Twitter has absolutely loved and want him on the Lakers, well, he got him on there. Think he, he, they haven't even heard he could be a starter. But, uh, yeah. The thing is, my ask, my question to you is: You also have Jackson Hayes, a twenty-two, a seven-footer, twenty-three, twenty-three. Young center who still hasn't found his way in the league. He's not been the defensive stalwart. I think a lot of people have hoped for that as far as seeing his numbers translate and really hasn't been able to do much else. So your thoughts, which one of these guys will be able to go ahead and be a true reclamation project indeed? You mean a successful one? Yes. I mean, we're, all... we started with Rui. Can we continue? Which one is the more likely guy to hit? I think the most likely is Jackson Hayes because of his fit with the starting five. I think that if he can play that 15 to 20 minutes a game role that Javite, yeah. Javite McHoward uh, was able to play. Start, start each half, but that's the only time you're going to play. But that's, that's, that's fine, right? You can make yeah. a, you can AD make will, AD will close the half at center. You can make good money in the NBA playing 20 minutes a game in that role. And so if he can, you know, if he can get his money, like, you know, if he can feel like he's in line for an $10 million deal after the season, that, you know, playing that role, not griping in the public about, oh, I didn't get enough touches. Oh, I'm not shooting the ball enough. Oh, I don't play enough minutes. Blah, 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 blah. That's the, the you've, you've failed at your reclamation project. You are, you are now a failed reclamation project <laughs> if you start griping to the media. If you ask for a trade, Things like that. Like, you know, I, I thought Thomas Bryant was doing okay last season until he was like, I'm not happy with my role here. It's like, what, what, do you think there's a role out there besides this for you? Because there really isn't. Like, That's you're, sort of a bad trick for again. a lot of players, man. There's I mean, lot, you can see that happen. There's a lot of people who, who can't see past the skull of, the, of their own. You know, it's they stay right inside of here, and it's wonderful. And they have a hard time accepting reality. And reality has dictated that. These players, whatever they believe about themselves, whatever their skill sets may be, however they came into the league with what hype or not, lack of hype, it doesn't matter anymore. This is where you are. So between Cam Radish, Jackson Hayes, uh, and 
what was the third one? I guess uh, Torian Prince, kind of. Torian Prince, yes. I, I would say that, that, that the highest chance for success is probably in Jackson Hayes because he's set up for success with a role. And we don't really – nobody's really carving out a role yet for either Cam Reddish or Torian Prince. Now, this is what training camp's for, right? So we, who knows how this will look in about five months when camp ends in October. Um, but – if you ask me now, Jackson Hayes has the best chance to be the... Okay, who's number two? Who's number two, then? Reddish. Just based yeah. on his physical gifts, I feel like. And really and loud. Age. And age. He, he's, he's younger than Prince, right? Prince is right. 27, 28, I think. Prince is 29. Prince is 29. 29. Yeah, he's he's kind of starting to age out of the NBA, if you uh, can. And Reddish is only 23, so that's a big That's difference. This is what I'm saying. Like, Reddish it would be right behind him. And still, you know... You know, it's unfortunate that the, that the G League doesn't work as well as the minor leagues do for baseball, where you can like send a guy back and forth a lot. It's not a reputation hit, is, is the way that it is in basketball. If you get sound, sent down to the G League, if you get sent down to the G League in the in in, in the NBA, somehow you're failing, right? That's a daily. That's a daily thing for most guys. But in baseball, right? Yeah, you're baseball at eight. You go down to you do that a few times, and you're no longer eligible to do that. Well, for years you can do that, though. For years, baseball teams can do that if they draft the guy, right? So if they draft the guy, they have many options over many years to keep developing this guy and, like, work with him on his skill set, work mm-hmm. with him on his whatever he needs work on, right? But in the NBA, if you don't nail it right out of the gate, you've got to – then you get a little bit of a stigma. And then if you go to another team and you don't make it happen, then you get a little more of a stigma. And that's where Cam Reddish is. He's already played on three different Cam teams. Cam or Jackson Hayes. Yeah, um, I, I would look at it completely different. I think that uh, I think that money talks seventeen million dollars a year. They would not have paid Rui that kind of money. I think he's reclaimed. Unless I think they he's were really confident that they were going to get some version of the playoff Rui. Not this. I think that they. I think that that's what makes him not a reclamation project anymore. That he succeeded. Well, right? because he I, I don't consider him a reclamation project. I consider him a breakout candidate. You know. that, okay, I mean, if those are the same thing, then sure. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, of guys who yep. you could look at not but being he, uh, he's, he was the most likely of those three candidates, in my mind, to have a breakout year. Um, the next guy probably, I would say, I would – it's funny. I don't happen to think that all three of them are that long of shots because I think Cam Reddish has talent and is still 23 and Jackson Hayes has talent and is still 23. Those two guys. Can they make it work on a team? It's, 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 that's, these are the questions, right? By the time you get to the NBA, your talent is the question. This team, but this team has, I think, a unique and innate ability to impact those kind of players because of the player development coaches. Now that's may not work with Wood, because he may be he may be too far gone, but a guy like Reddish or a guy like Hayes, I think, is sure. exactly the kind of player that that Darwin Ham and his coaching staff is used to developing and bringing out the best in. They're going to do the same with him that they did with Reeves, that they did with the Christie, um, and and I I'm confident of that. I really believe in that, and also I think LeBron James. It's a pretty good judge of talent, and he really believes a lot in Cam Reddish. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, he also believed a lot in Russell Westbrook. So I'm, that's a little—I'm a little shaky on that one. That's true. I would be so worried about that with with Wood because there's a mental aspect that that really is a big part of whether or not a person can 
getting this is what I'm talking about. By the time you get to the NBA, it's not about your talent. You're talented. You're talented. You're, you can oh, look in the mirror. And do, it's still about you can look in the mirror and do your students. No, there's a universe. There's a universe. I'm, enough. I'm talented enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. But if you can't do it on the team, if you can't do it within the system, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, but you're still you're still limited. You're still you're still a minimum salary player. You're still a a still MLE a player. player. Right? You're a millionaire. Mid, mid, you know, teens player. Uh, you know, you're not a max player. And there's a whole range of level of sir. Of I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, it, when we're talking about the NBA, it's not about your talent. It's about your ability to make it happen under pressure, like you were saying. The, that's that's you know your clutchosity. I also think I also think an un maybe a factor that doesn't give it enough credit is where you landed. What sure, team, I mean, what maybe team, a little bit. But who, I, are you, I, who are your teammates and who are your coaches and how was your fit for what they particularly needed? Who was? I mean, what I think that they have on the team. You know, there's so many factors. I mean, it's just see there's such a luck of the draw to get to the NBA in the first place. Yeah, you know, I mean. Did you, that's what makes, did that's you what punch makes out some guy and end up in jail when you were 14 years old on the street or, you know. Or you could be like Terrence Williams and go into jail now after you've been out of the NBA for a little while. Or you could be like our former president, you know. And, well, that's uh, and I'm not getting the politics here. The chat he's 561 yeah. years in jail. Which would, or you could be like Orlando that as an organization, you know, goes ahead and oh, donate really, money yeah. to a – yeah. To, <laughs> Well, I mean, nothing like good employee relations. Yeah, Uh, right. And and then they're going to gripe about like, why are we not a free agent destination? (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, it might have something to do with how you spend your money. Um, But speaking of speaking of that, what do you think of the? I got criticized on Lakerholics by uh, Stan because uh, bringing up the old. So that's not a surprise. But but the whole idea, I you know, is that I agreed 100 with the fact that the Lakers have developed a great rep for taking care of their players, taking care of their stars. You know, oh, and that's been that was established decades ago. That was that, established established with Magic through through right. No, that all the way through or Kobe, LeBron, now with AD. You know, I said this is the you only can tell way. That, that, that the guys who are going to be eligible to be free agents in 25 and 26 are looking there saying. That's the way you treat your superstar. You don't do what the Boston Celtics did and right. lop trade rumors about this guy all out there. Right. You sign him on the first day to the max contract and you don't screw around and try to cheap him. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The only way you get thrown off the bus family gravy train is if you pull a shack and diss them publicly. Yep. yep. That's it. And That's even the then, we'll, 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 we'll forgive you after you're retired. 
Oh, well, yeah, you won. You put you put banners on the wall. You know, right. we'll welcome you back, but we will not pay you. But that was you know, I thought actually I heard Jeannie Buss actually. I have to say that I apologize to Jeannie because I have been somewhat dismissive of her basketball intelligence in the past. Um, I think that's wrong. Yeah. I've I've actually yelled on this show to people because there's no way you could be part of an organization for 50 years and not know something about the basketball. It's a very, it's a very good. It's a very good point, Gerald. Because the thing that I just by was, osmosis, you should be able to go ahead. And the pick point up. that I thought was really proof important about what she said the other day she said one thing that she learned from phil jackson is that you you need to know how you want to play before you do anything and right now her and rob her rob her rob and darwin are all on the same page as the kind of team that they want to play they want to be a defense first fast break team that is extremely long and athletic and can play big or small, but is basically going to bully everybody. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just about every team in the league, but yes. Uh, but, but, but on top of that, I think that they learned a, a mistake. They learned the mistake that they made with Frank Vogel. Don't sabotage your coach the first yeah, day. You got to be on the same page. You can't be on different pages, man. That or, and you work. can't, don't, don't tell him that he can't, you know, just, let him do his job. Just yeah. that's it. Don't, don't give well, him. You gotta have. You gotta have the guy who's coaching has got to be involved in choosing of the players. And he's got to be. And he's got to like who's on his staff. You can't choose a staff for him. You, you got to. Yeah. It's it's a brotherhood they're gonna build right. in there. You can't have can't have Kirk come down and no. run special sessions you know, for the players. Talk about how I do things if I were here, but I'm not. But just if I, if I was, just yeah. if I was, if I was the coach. I mean, just if I was. No, but, no that, but those are good changes, and I would I would tell you that I would bet you anything that it was um, Rob Palenka was probably the driving force behind those changes. I just tend to think that Rob is the kind of more studious person who would look at the process and understand where the process failed. And I mean, I think Rob is doing a much better job about yep. listening mm-hmm. that he, than he did his first couple of years on the job. I think he came into the job thinking. I've represented some of the best players on the planet. I've been around some of the best basketball lines that have ever existed. I've I've got this. And then, you know, he listened to LeBron James and AD well, when they wanted to. They also this. had Magic to deal with, which was a big yeah, plus and a big minus in not some ways. Westbrook trade. You know, the, 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 the <laughs> Westbrook trade is all his. The, the Westbrook trade, he, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say, is that – he, 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 his pendulum swung too far post Vogel, right? He post Vogel, he was like, all right, LeBron wants, LeBron knows what he wants. We don't LeBron need to learn anything new. We already know it. But, and we all had, we all were like a little bit head scratchy. Some of us were more optimistic than others. I know I was optimistic at first and I wanted to see it work. Gerald was never optimistic about it. I think, Tom, you were pretty optimistic when we first traded for. I always try to make it work, you know. I, yeah, I agree. That's my problem. Uh, I can always sell both sides, you know. I mean, right. But it didn't work, right? And no, I think no. one thing. When I compared you... it to having my colon screened, that tells you exactly how I felt about it. From day one, I drove 350 miles shortly thereafter. 
I drove 350 miles to go ahead and come back from Los Angeles to Las Vegas to complain about how this was such an awful trade. Oh, man, it was one of my favorite shows we ever – look at your face now. It's still, you're still feeling it. Well, oh, but you know – There it is feeling. I'll tell you, one of the things that you – I always find fascinating about life is that <laughs> some of the worst things that happen to you end up being the most wonderful things. Well, I mean, they pivoted well. Let's say that you, you, you sometimes sometimes you get an opportunity to that you need to go you need to you need to hit rock bottom in order before you finally realize and understand what you really have to do. And I think that happened. Now, with the Lakers. I want to say since you're out during the procedure, getting your colon check is not bad, and every guy should have it out there. It's the stuff you take 24 to 48 hours before. So they can go ahead and check it. Uh, that stuff is absolutely putrid. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've taken that before. Kablooey. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's green. It's just awful. It tastes <laughs> terrible. Yes, it's, it goes kablooey. But kablooey. yes, I do recommend that every guy over 40 go ahead and consult your doctor on that because it's something you don't want, just because it's not a man or guy thing to do. Uh, you know, I don't sure, want anybody I... dying. I don't want anybody in our audience dying of colon yeah. cancer. How about that? No, or any or anything. I'd like us all to live for yes. as long as we feel like we can. Uh, although I, it looks like Joe's thinking about uh, a trip to Germany for sure. not just some plat platelet uh, injections, but also a, a thorough internal scrubbing. You know, what? Uh, however he wants to get that? it done, that's up to him. Nah, who's who's doing that? Joe, I'm just I'm, Joe, it's in the chat. Joe Joe's being, Joe Schiller being funny in the Joe chat. Joe Soros thinking yeah. about wow. What? I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of extreme. It's not. Blowing. Has everybody it's seen LA Story? Like Listen, drink. they got so many extreme Has things going on. LA Story, uh, the Steve Martin movie. Uh, Joe LA will be Story. dying of rectal cancer at some point. It's pretty. No, no, no. He's going to go full LA Story. He's going to go Steve Martin with the colonoscopy on a Venice <laughs> Beach clinic. It's going to be great. He's going to. He's going to. He'll walk. You know, it's not an enema. You drink it, Joe. You drink it. It's a. It's a solution to help. It's like. Uh, I never mind. Never. It's too way too much for our it's show. But once again. Uh, <laughs> it's Lakerholic Spotlight. It is oh, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. Joe Soro, Magic Man. I thought they were taking the weekend off, but you, you guys keep asking for it. It's up to them. But I will say before we head on out, it's been great having you guys aboard. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Joe yeah. might get a Brazilian. <laughs> but lived. There you go, Magic Man. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yes. I will well, proof, proof pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, but before we head on out, guys, uh, we did cover something I did want to ask you guys about, and that was the Reclamation Project. But seeing how the roster is stacking up now, I, of course, outside of a few tweaks, whether it's Christian Wood, whether it's Colin Castleton, where we get somebody else in there, how comfortable do you feel about the Lakers as we stand right now? Better than I did last season. <laughs> you and I both. Better than I did last season after the trades all happened and Russ was still a Laker. I was like, well, where will we, how about where will we finish? And it's just a wild guess. Where will we finish and how many games will we win? Well, it says 46 and a half is the common number here as far as what's, that's we'll what it start, fourth, started. I'd like to see us finish fourth, fifth. I'd like to see us finish. I would love for us to have home court advantage in at least one series. And I would love for us to skip the plan. If those things happen, this is then Rob and Darvin and everybody did their job. If we do better than that, it likely means somebody else was hurt on another team uh, or something or like that. Or we made a move and got a help. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't see. It depends on who's available and what the team is willing to do, you know. 
Rob was lucky last. Rob was I mean, lucky I guess last, could, last summer put, to get some good deals. I think you could put together like a weird deal of like, you know, maybe like Reeves and Delo and maybe Vando and stuff for Levine. I don't know if that's enough to get a Levine. Don't, I hope we don't go that route. I don't. I don't think we can. Reeves I don't think we can have more than a thirty right million. Dollars. I would agree with that, but I'm just saying if the record isn't where it needs to be, come the trading deadline. Well, let's say let's say we're seventh, eighth again, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. I don't think the front office will be happy with that. I definitely what, let me let me ask you a question that I think capsulizes and is, and what's, what's 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 the trigger for a trade? Is it not being in the playoffs picture? Oh, looks like we, Tom. I think you muted yourself. Uh, Tom has uh, got soft on there on the volume, but I think he's he wanted to go ahead and ask a question. No, still, you need to get uh, a little bit louder on that. Anyway, so, the point, but, my point being, while, while we work that out, my point is this: is that if, if uh, yeah, I mean, I agree, Levine is is a little bit of a problem player. Uh, gotta love those knees. Gotta love those knees. I mean, same thing with Dilo though. Dilo doesn't have the greatest knees. He's, 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 you know, point guards. Yes. Point guards have a short shelf life in the NBA. Uh, well, D'Lo is should not be the answer. If he's your answer going into the playoffs, that's a liability you can't well, afford to take. He could be the answer, though. Oh, he might be the answer just by default. But I get that. Hard to get somebody better. Well, I think we can get somebody better. I don't think we can get somebody better just for D'Lo. Is my Here, here's the big, here's the question I wanted to answer earlier, and I think this oh, sort okay. of capitalizes where I see this team, and I think it also capitalizes why or why not we don't make a trade. Do you think that Austin Reeves can be good enough to be the third best player on a championship team? Yes. Then we can win a championship in your mind. I and think he's mean, getting there. I don't think he's there yet. But the problem is, is that there I'm yet. Not... I don't think he's there yet, but I think he will get better during the year. But that's not the problem, really. Reeves was never the problem. The problem was no, but I think the problem in the playoffs. We need a third star. I think we need a third star. Uh, sure. I mean, that's a nice thought. But not, I, super I guess star, not superstar, but we do need somebody who consistently does more for us than I think we get from the combination of D'Lo and Reeves. I think the problem in the playoffs last season was that LeBron was hurt and very inconsistent. Well, AD LeBron was hurt and D'Lo never bad series. We would have had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde games all playoffs long where he would go away for like, he would, it would be like eight points and six, you know, 10 rebounds. And you'd be like, what? Like eight shots. You know what I mean? Like just, they made the big shots. That's, that's a championship team. You win a championship when you have that perfect season where everybody hits those big shots and the Nuggets did that, you know? That, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with the point that he was gassed, Sean, but also, you know, I also think that, Part of the problem is that, you know, AD is – this is going to be – this is what's going to be very interesting to me this year. If AD is, you know, we're paying him like he's going to be the face of the franchise, he's going to be the face of the franchise in theory when LeBron retires, can he play like that consistently? That's been the question all along, except for year one. Can he play like that and not get hurt? I mean, injuries are a part of it. But also, you know, in the playoffs, he was up and down. He was up and down even in the regular season. Pretty, pretty, you know, solid. Well, I thought he played he thought he was very consistent on defense, but his offense was. But of... there's a reason that he wasn't on, you know, all NBA teams right. at the top of the list. There's a reason that he wasn't in the MVP conversation. There was a reason that he wasn't in the defensive player of the year conversation. And that's because of it's, it, there's, you need to be more consistent. 
you just need, and it's not, again, it's not about the talent at this point. Talented guy. Can you do it consistently better? And that's, that for me is the number one question when it comes to Anthony Davis. Can you be this guy that you want us to believe you are? Can you, can you prove that you are that guy? Because he has not done that unequivocally in my mind. I think there's a lot of question marks when it comes to AD and his, his intensity, his on-court intensity on a game-to-game basis. And that's and there's not a problem with that, right? You can be a great player. Lamar Odom was a great player who would drift all in and in out of games his his whole career. His whole career he drifted in and out of games. But well, you, you know, know, there's a difference. There's a difference between the guys that become the alpha players. The Kobe's, the two Kobe's, the Michael's. Sure, you know. I mean, we're paying, we're paying AD like he's going to be one of those players. guys. And AD we're never has like really fit in that category. He's always been, and actually, you know, Jovan Buhad, when he wrote his article about Anthony getting the ext- extension, he made the point that one of the real selling points that the Lakers have for another superstar like Giannis or like Tatum is that AD is willing to be 1B. Sure. He's not a guy yeah. who demands to be 1A but or demands to be one and next got to be two or three. Wouldn't you agree that we just paid AD to be that guy? Yeah, I did. I thought we did. That's that's this is what I'm saying. So we the, might not have wanted to wait next year and pay him for a five year con extension. Right. No, we'd like for him to start that soon. again. That we'd, we'd like for at, at forty one million dollars. We'd still like you to be a great player. That would be wonderful. Yeah. No. Don't and wait. Till I, think, I think that money. Once we get to that, that money will be. I mean, it sounds crazy today, but we'll be looking at that money the way that we looked at the same money that we got now 10 years ago, you know? Sure. Nobody no, can believe know. But if once LeBron transitions out and we don't have an obvious clear-cut next guy other than AD, that's... Well, I think we I'm will. Thinking. I think we will. We're, we, we gathered all of these trading chips and we've gathered all of these people on contracts and we're lining them up for when LeBron leaves. So they'll either... I think they want to have the flexibility of being able to go cap space or trade. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, wow, that's I the first time for everything. Almost impossible to no, do. We agree at least twice yeah. a year. At least twice yeah. a year. Okay, so one down, one to go. One to go. Okay. Yes. Four months. Go, indeed. I think. Okay. I think. I think we'll win fifty-five games this year. I think we'll Oof. finish in the West. I don't think. We'll, I don't oh, think anybody will top one. I don't think anybody will get to fifty-five games in the West. I think the regular season is going to be a, a, a brutal mosh pit in the West this season, more so than it was last season. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see, it, you know, I think it'll, the thing that was interesting about Anthony signing, and I think the real clincher as to why if I was Rich Paul, I would have told him, you better sign this extension now, is the injuries that are happening to everybody around the league, man. I just get a feeling that we're getting so many injuries that players want to lock themselves up. Everybody wants to lock themselves up in the contracts. Nobody wants to take a gamble on having a season career engine injury, you know? And so I think that was a big part of why Anthony didn't want to wait, even though he could have made a lot more money. He did the same thing after the bubble. Yeah. He locked up the good money when he could, when it was, when it was smart for him. And uh, that was that. And, you know, bragging rights will last what a week until the next big extension, you know, and then pretty soon they'll drift down and it'll be 34th on the list of people, you know? All right. Vroom, vroom, indeed. That, vroom. That's, that's the tr- that's the Briggs truck there, Jamie. He's driving the Briggs truck <laughs> yeah, for you, Anthony can say, Davis. Can, we, can you go beep, 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 beep. That's, that's the Briggs truck. Up. Up. 
Backing up back, indeed with all the cash. Back it on up. Back, back yes. it up. Back, back. Well, we'll see what happens, but it is Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. Before we head on out, they got to go ahead and tell you what they're working yeah. on at Lakerholics.com. Yeah. Well, not besides the young lady right there. They got to go ahead and tell you what they're doing at Lakerholics.com. So, Laker Tom, I'll start with you, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. What you got cooking at Lakerholics.com? Um, I'm, working, I'm working on an article uh, for the Lakers roster where I'm going to go over the ceiling and the floor for each of the players and also my projection for what's going to happen for them. And uh, I hope to have that ready in a couple of days. Um, I'm still hovering over certain players that are – I've got them broken up into groups. There's the superstars, then there's the the budding stars, and then there's the – the, the redemption players and then there's the breakout players and uh it's uh, it's an interesting group of players and so it's i think it's a fun group and i think that i think that their ceiling is very high but uh they're going to have to develop and grow during the year because they still are uh, overall a very young team relying upon some young players in key positions and the only way we're going to win we're going to start off the year in my opinion probably being the fifth or sixth best team in the west and i'm hoping we can finish being the first or second team in the West. You also have to go ahead and make sure you have LeBron and AD for 60 to 65 games. Right. Well, I'd like to, I'd also like to limit them to 30 minutes a game. I, I don't want to, I don't want to see them worn out. I'd like to see us play 12 man rotation and, and, you know, I'd like to give them, I'd like Joe, to give them. Joe said games. it first, 30 minutes a game. 30 minutes. You're not going to get the limit. Minutes. No, that's good. You no, got to shoot. Right. The lower we can get it, the lower closer we can get down to 30 rather than 35, the better it will be for them. Well, they both averaged over 35 last season. So yeah. that's the problem. Keep it under 35. Between 30 and 35 would be ideal. And honestly, to be honest, it's the only other reason I would advocate for Wood is that he could fill those. Well, those he's people. also good insurance policy if we happen to lose AD for a period of time. To have offense or the or LeBron. We don't have backcourt, we don't have front court offense to play. Uh I mean I'm a little bit concerned about LeBron's uh, lack of surgery this summer, but uh, you know, we'll see how we'll, we'll see what the Well the word the word we got on that was that he that he feels he's going to be hundred percent for camp. Both of them feel he'll be hundred percent for camp. So. I, I sure hope but so. I mean every time you pick up the paper, somebody is getting injured. It's just ridiculous. I thing. know. I'm I'm working on looking forward to seeing how Reeves does uh for Team USA. I think that that's gonna be a nice barometer. it's generally a pretty a good if a guy does well for Team USA in the summer, it's usually a pretty good barometer that he's you know focused, ready to go, got his got his got his ducks in order and is gonna be ready to rock come this, the regular season in the NBA. So I'm kind of hoping to see a nice showing from Reeves uh, for Team USA. Um, I liked I liked hearing about uh, you know Vanda working on his game this summer with uh, Handy working on his three point shot. I think he needs to take thousand threes corner threes from each side per day, uh, you know at minimum, and just keep keep working on it. That if he can just get that corner three down to 39 percent, that's a useful weapon for the Lakers to deploy. He's going to be open out there. We know that. He's just got to make sure his mentality is right and let it. He needs to get a little Mike D'Antoni in him and just not care about the results. You know, he he needs somebody to tell him like, "Don't worry, dude. Just shoot it. Like it's gonna be all right. Your defense is enough to keep it's you." Hard for guys who don't shoot to shoot. I mean, that that was always Mike D'Antoni's best strength as a coach was that he enabled guys to let it fly and and not worry about the the end result. Just 
you know, everything else about his coaching is awful, but that aspect of it is really, really, really good. And it made guys, it made moody, mediocre shooters, better shooters. And it made good shooters. Made a lot of guys career dollars. Oh, yeah. Judy. Made Steve Nash a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, made little Stevie Nash a lot of money, uh, much to the Lakers chagrin. So anyhow, uh, but I, I don't, I'm not working on too many like articles, articles right now. I mean, we're the dog days. The trades have all happened. You know, we've 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 flayed the Christian Wood horse uh, to what's a, a bloody pile of goo on the on the on the pavement. We're uh, going back any day now. Until something happens, uh, there's there's not much to say. You know, everybody's wait, everybody's waiting to see if Portland blinks or if Miami moves on. Basically, is I, I just want like, us to get a shooter. We just need a big who can shoot the ball from three. I don't even. I know, I'm not even worried about that. I I, I would but like. Hey, to see- Davis Bertans, man, for the minimum. I, I I want a guy who can bring bring threes from the corner. I don't think. I think somebody will pay Davis Bertans a little bit more than that before we get him for the minimum. But who knows? He's out there. I mean, for the that's, you're assuming. You're assuming he's the player that OKC cuts too. I mean, there's no guarantee that he. Gets oh, he's cut. been cut already. Well, then the I Lakers are silly not to. No, cut. he's not been cut already. Yeah, yeah he's still on OKC. No, he's still on OKC. Point being is that there's 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 you know we can I, I enjoy discussions but there's just not not a lot to write about so I'm hoping to see a nice showing from from Reeves that's that's and uh, and and go uh, go soccer we'll see what happens but it is Lakerholics.com go ahead and check out the always fun place to go between Jamie and Laker so, Tom and Samir get, all get, Samir, get used to disappointment <laughs> yeah he's always going to be chucking those threes from now be on. Checking. He's going to be checking threes. Yes. Uh, but we'll see what happens. It is Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet and, of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom, today at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the comments. There's some great people that are part of that experience, not just Jamie and Laker Tom. So go ahead and check out their thoughts as well on the Lakers this upcoming season at Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, a very unexpected tri- you know, entry by me. Thanks, Gerald. Having a host. No worries. Thanks, and we hopefully we can get everything worked out so you can go ahead and host uh, next week. I'll, I'll see try. what we can no, do. No, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm not going to be here. I'm camping in the Sequoias next week. So. All right. So your camp, you go from Arizona to the Sequoias. So I guess we'll go ahead and make sure Laker Tom goes ahead and hops on with me or Sean, and see what we can do from there. So yes, we will provide a Laker. Wi-Fi, if I get Wi-Fi in the Santa Cruz Sequoias, I will be on. Let me put it that way. Good luck on that one. I'll tell you that right now. But for Lake it'll be like Tom, Blair Witch Project, where I'll be like, and then like, and you, and Jamie's sweet. It's Gerald Glasser. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. Again, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air for the next Lakers Fast Break podcast. Again, Joe and Sean, if they want to do something this weekend, that's up to them. Hopefully that will be the case, but that's always up to them. But you know we'll be back Monday for sure. And I've also got not one, not two, but three great interviews on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking NBA team previews of the Washington Wizards, Charlotte Hornets, and the Atlanta Hawks. That's all coming up this week as well. So Shout out to Jay- Stone Hansen real quick because – Yes. Be well, Stone. Yes, where if you're listening or watching Stone, we love you. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, we know your life is transitioning away from basketball, but right. I'm hoping that at some point in time you find your way back to us. Yep. So for Jamie Sweet, Laker Tom, 
Kurt, Samir, Adam, Raphael, everybody out there, Adam, Joe, Sean, Darren, great people in the chat. The best Lakers chat room that's out there it is the Lakers fast break. Intel, Blue, the list goes on and on. Again, please go ahead and subscribe with the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers fast break. But for now, here's hoping you have yourself a great Lakers weekend.